This is Melanie Ake. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Karen Briscoe, a life-changing leader that has learned the value of community and how to inspire others to improve their outcomes. I'm really excited to share what's happening at Everyday Leaders. Go to everydayleaders.com. Subscribe to my website where you can learn strategies to become a leader in your own life. On the everydayleaders.com podcast page, you can connect to the guest of the 2019 Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit and listen to your favorite episodes of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Now, if you're ready to take the next step and become a leader in your own life, go to my Everyday Leaders store, select the Life Strategies courses, corporate strategy workshops, or even personal coaching. Go to everydayleaders.com, subscribe, and keep up to date on all of our programs and valuable leadership lessons. When you subscribe to Everyday Leaders, you'll be entered into our monthly giveaway to receive a round to it. If you need accountability in your life, this is a great way to start. Go to everydayleaders.com and become a leader in your life. to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, Karen Briscoe. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I love that music. It really gets your uh, energy flowing. <laughs> it does. It's so fun. I tell you, I am so excited that you're here because you've got tons of energy, girl, and you are a mover and a shaker, a real estate uh, expert, an author, a podcast host. We've got a lot in common, and I can't wait to dig into your brain. <laughs> I'm me as well. I've been... I know a couple of your guests, and so I'm thrilled to be a guest as well. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about your journey. I know we have both been connected to John Maxwell, which yes. is super important in leadership. And this uh, this whole podcast I developed was around leadership journey and influence. And so I know that you and I speak the same language. And I, I just want to talk to you about kind of where you started this whole um, you know, kind of self-development in your book writing, your leadership journey, and how it's gotten you to the success that you're experiencing today. Well, the heroine's journey is classic, and I don't know whether my journey is classic, but it um, is somewhat typical. I married and had our two children, and my husband's career required quite a bit of travel, and so I was the primary caregiver and basically put my career on hold for 15 years. When I reentered the workforce after they reached an age where I, it um, was a good timing for me, I went into residential sales and had not really done sales before. So it was new to me, although I had a background in commercial real estate and met with success pretty rapidly. And I, I like to think it was because I brought what a lot of people call the hard and soft side of sales. Mm -hmm. And that is the hard side of being what came out of my commercial experience of market knowledge and negotiations and financials and structuring deals and everything. And then the soft side of relationships and people. And as often happens when people achieve a high level of success, other people notice. And I became, was asked to become junior partners with 
at the time she was number 10 in the nation, the agent and Sue Huckabee. And that was in the mid 2000s. And you may recall what happened then the market <laughs> in 2008, the financial markets crashed. Yeah. Uh, sadly, my partner Sue Huckabee passed away. Oh. Uh, she was ill and that was, it was a succession plan. Mm -hmm. And I'm a thriver, survivor. And in 09, brought on my current business partner, Lizzie Conroy, has been with me 10 years and we set about to rebuild the business. And in that journey of what often happens when people, you know, meet with challenges and they learn, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you learn, grow, mm -hmm. become better than before. And I, after re rebuilding the company, I started to look around and, and said, wow, is this it? Yeah. And there must be more. And it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This is very, um, you know, a story many people go through. They go, they achieve their esteem needs and and reach a level of success, and and then start looking for self actualization, and that led to writing the first book, and that was really a culmination of me recognizing that I had some creative talents mm -hmm. and embarking on creative endeavors up until then I was really very productivity oriented and that just started this whole really truly the personal development the leadership and the growth and that was about four years ago my book is actually about ready to celebrate its third birthday in oh, August awesome. of 2019 congratulations <laughs> yeah so but it was it was um like a lot of journeys it was I had opportunities along the way that were presented as what could have been setbacks or challenges, but just such incredible growth opportunities. And we can dive into that, but that led to what I, I call my creative endeavors. And really the true heroine's journey started then because I started discovering that there was so much more than being productive. Mm -hmm. And that's in, in terms of also being a leader in recognizing that when people are being their highest and best self is when they really give their best, right? It's um, so true. On all levels. Well, you know, and we stop and think about that. And you, so for so many years, right, you get into a career and you think, and when you, you stepped into, you know, raising your family and then you get into this career that you find like, this speaks to my soul. This is something that I can really be good at and it can challenge me. But I love what you said about giving your permission, giving yourself permission to be creative. And that's when you really kind of started to turn your soul on fire, you know, <laughs> like I can write this book. I can do these things. <laughs> and so many times we forget in our lives that we have to give ourselves permission to kind of step into that failing forward, experiencing things that we need to try and, and just discover, right? Discover our strengths. It really was a discovering by doing because I just, what was stopping me was me. What was really holding me back was me. And when I had that epiphany, that was like the first and several epiphanies, but that first epiphany, because up until then, I would frequently say, and many people do, I didn't have enough time and that I didn't have enough money to invest in my personal development and the what I wanted to to spend time on, which was creativity. And what I found is the more I put into my creative endeavors, the more contribution I was actually making, which again goes back to being more meaningful mm -hmm. uh, and everything else becomes better. And my most recent book, Flip Time, Love Life, I 
uh, tell the story of a heroine's journey in a fictional, um, from a fictional perspective. And the, the character, Haley, she learns that when she puts that first self-actualization, then everything else does become better mm -hmm. because she's being her highest and best self. And then her relationships, well, obviously she has a higher self-esteem. Her relationships are better. She's actually more productive. <laughs> she's actually, everything else becomes better. And, and, but it really is a flipping. It's, it's a lot of people talk about time management and they talk about balancing work and life. And I was like, yeah, no, the whole thing just got, has to get flipped. <laughs> Well, it's so true. And until you go through that experience, sometimes people say, well, I can read a lot of self-help books or I can read these journals and I can, you know, I can try to go and, and have some kind of a workshop that I, I work on myself. Right. But until you experience this, I don't know, you said epiphany, and I think that's a great word to describe it. But it's until you decide that you have more value and you can add value in different ways to the world, then you give yourself this this kind of walking through uh, series of permission that I can, it's okay if I fail, it's okay if I try this, it's okay if this doesn't work out exactly as I planned it, but you know you have a bigger purpose, you know, and that's, that's so important. I really believe from what I've experienced and the more I'm on this journey and I'm talking to other people that the, the universe has, is just full of ideas. And Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in her book, Big Magic. She's the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And she talks about how in the universe are all these ideas and they come to people and people who accept the ideas, theirs, their gift, and have some urgency about doing it, manifest it. The people who and, and again, the most classic reasons and myself included were not enough time or money, who resist what you resist persists. But if it's meant to be, the universe will find a way for that to happen. And I know you've known this to happen. I know you've had an idea <laughs> and then you didn't act on it. Mm -hmm. And then someone else did. Yep. And even inventions like right now, the whole Westinghouse, Tesla, Edison, and electricity. Do you realize all that was all happening at the same time? Mm -hmm. The electricity time was, had come. And so it came to those three men <laughs> in different manifestations, and that's what all the electricity wards and everything were about. So it's ours to do. It really is, or yours to do. I'm, I'm out there talking to your audience. It's yours to do. If you're called to be a leader, if you're called to contribute, if you're called to create, it's yours to do. So how do you find, and when you talk about, you know, ours, yours, how do you find your inspiration? The amazing thing is, is that it becomes more uh, apparent the more I open myself up to it. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, my resistance was very strong because I, I was so focused and driven on, on productivity and, and doing and having more than being. If when I focus on being first and putting those things first, and I have a morning routine, I'm Hello, Rod and the Miracle Morning. I follow that. Mm -hmm. I put the creative endeavors first. I put the the times in, on retreat and personal development first. And when I do, then that leaves the space and the energy to create. I, when I write, I write first in the morning. Mm -hmm. Everything else finds a way mm -hmm. <laughs> to get done. Um, Warren Buffett says, 
ultimately there's one investment that supersedes all others invest in yourself. So I've learned to invest in myself first. And then that is where I find that I'm more open to receiving when they come. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. And, you know, this uh, whole series, so many people have been talking about this lately of gratitude, you know, this, this whole concept um, that many people go through life and they say, Oh, you know, something that happens to me. Well, now, now I need to be thankful because I got this truckload of, of wonderful, um, you know, positive energy or something great happened but it's for people that are grateful in difficult times. And, and so for those, you know, what you talked about in the very beginning, you know, your um, business partner passes away and you still have this energy around, hey, I am in this real estate company because I have a dream, I have a passion, and I'm going to bring on another partner. And so those are things that if you don't have that openness to gratefulness for all that you've achieved or your desires and your dreams, then things can end up just, kind of, you know, um, breaking around you and not being able to kind of move through. And so developing those strategies, getting up every day, reading, giving, getting into your own personal development first, those are things that are so key to give people confidence when things don't go right, right? Yes, absolutely. It's so true. I follow or I like the affirmation that Hal Elrod says that things happen for a reason And I get to choose the reason. And I'll give you an example. My husband, a few days before my 60th birthday, had a a heart event. Um, He had congestive heart failure. So for during my surprise birthday party, he was being taken by ambulance to the hospital. And so I'm really thinking most people are going, wow, what is the reason for this? Oh, wow. (laughs) And he was in the hospital for my 60th birthday. Everything shifted and changed, you know, all of the perspective. And I found that there were several reasons that really were amazing blessings, amazing blessings. It turned out to be a, uh, a virus that affected his heart, which caused him to um, retain fluid, but it was a health wake up. Uh, so that's a blessing, right? We were supposed to leave to go to Greece on to celebrate my 60th birthday and it's much better that it happened here (laughs) than there so there's a blessing Um, so there was just countless blessings that came out of it and it was because I just kept saying to myself things happen for a reason I get to choose the reason I'm choosing the reasons of life and the, the what is going to bring us the best outcome and find that in this situation. And there were challenges associated with this as well, but those also gave opportunity for us to learn, grow, and become better than before. So the that practice of what you're talking about, gratitude, is really very powerful. I'm, I very much agree. It is so powerful. Tell me about your daily <laughs> routine, right? So you're still in real estate. And how do you use these kind of um, tools or these beliefs to help your team at, at Keller Williams? So I do start with the morning routine, as we uh, mentioned with following the Miracle Morning, which Hal has a wonderful acronym, SAVERS. So it stands for, S stands for silence or meditation. Affirmations is the A. Visualization is the B. Exercise is the E. Reading is the R. And then scribing or journaling um, is the S. And so that that starts my day. And I have a wonderful 
team, like I said, business partner and staff. And the to what I've discovered in success and really any sales that if, if you want to speak specifically about real estate is lead generation mm-hmm. is first and foremost, commit to get leads. And I've been in this field for 17 years and still to this every day lead generate every business day that I work mm-hmm. and because having an abundance of business is such a wonderful place to be in you have so many more choices and options mm-hmm. and you have the opportunity to share in the abundance with referrals or to build a team and have other people help you uh, you can cherry pick, if you will, pick the clients that you, you know, would work best with and the situations that you, and you can release the ones that are difficult or more challenging. Maybe somebody else would be better served working with. And so that has always been to at the forefront mm-hmm. of my business. And, and the fascinating thing is it really applies so universally because now that I have these creative endeavors as well in writing and, and, podcast and as an author, I find that it's all a form of lead generation. Even ideas are form of lead generation. Opportunities are form of lead generation. So constantly being in that that mindset mm-hmm. is, is really a key to being successful as an entrepreneur. It so is. And we talk about, you know, success versus significance or success and then significance. And so I want you to talk to my listeners a little bit about You know, after you've reached this point of success and you have abundance and you're looking around going, how can I now give back to the community? So you've got some things that you've done and I want you to talk through, you know, just the the honor that it is to be involved with these nonprofit groups that you're uh, associated with. Contribution is really it's such a wonderful way of being in a where people when when you when you contribute first when I contribute first what comes back to me is so much greater that's the part that it's it almost I think people sometimes think oh well I'll do that when I have enough mm-hmm. and I'm like well it really should be the other way around I find giving is you really can't outgive because I find that the community gives back people recognize that and that and creates creates this environment of generosity and so the what many people do, and again, kind of in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I myself, is the success happens first, and then it does sometimes feel a little, can feel shallow, and so looking for significance in the success. And in my profession, and I think this is true of a lot of professions, there are challenging times. There really are. I mean, it's not always, the outcome isn't always what somebody may deem as being positive. So our mission for our team is to impact and improve people's lives. So that's what we seek to do. And in doing that in everything that we do, and that in itself then becomes a part of significance. We're blessed being in the residential real estate space. There are countless reasons why people buy and sell homes, and many of them are on a have a stress factor associated with them and (laughs) and and even positive stress right so Mm -hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with the the there's a a a ranking of 
stressful events, life events, and moving is in like the top 10, but also the other key key, uh, reasons for moving, uh, death, divorce, even, like I said, positive dressers like diamonds of getting married, diapers. We use a lot of D's in our, (laughs) because it helps us remember them all. The, the debt, when we were going through the financial crisis, we had a lot of debt. People were moving because of that. There's the downsizing. It's a often positive when people are moving because it's in a life cycle is of housing. They're ready to not have quite as much that they're responsible for. So the significance that we found is in being in people at that with people in that critical juncture, the, the, like, like I started in the beginning and I said, the hard sides of negotiating the con or getting their house on the market and negotiating the contract and all of that are important and they're vital, but really it's almost just as important, if not more so the emotional component. It really is amazing how it is a, in, in terms of people's life events, because it's often their largest transaction and there's so much emotion that's associated with the home. So we look at all of that as being our mission field, if you will, our opportunity to serve. Mm-hmm. It's always the why, you know, I, I love Simon Sinek and he talks so much about the why, why we do things, why we exist, what our mission statement is. And I think, you know, you're so true to kind of sticking into that, you know, what you see, your vision um, for how you can uh, in, in encourage and be a part of the community that you live in. Um, and so talk to me a little bit about, because I love this, I have several family members that are involved in therapeutic horseback riding programs and in societies, and I want to understand what your capacity is with that now. So my, our, we started because our daughter, when she was in, well, young and student, she had learning disabilities and the therapy of the horse. Yep. I just, and she wasn't officially declared needing therapeutic horseback riding, but we found it to be such an amazing therapy so that we <laughs> let us down the horse journey. And so when she got a horse, uh, the barn that had stable space was this therapeutic uh, facility and it's in our community. And so I became very connected with it. They immediately asked me to be on the board and, and I led one of their, a couple of their gala chaired it. And I, I ongoing board member. <laughs> the amazing thing is, is, is it really is, uh, we live here, we work here, we get back here. It is so integral to the community and the students and young people and children also wounded warriors. It has such an impact on so many lives. The the other aspect to it of is running therapeutic horseback pro- programs because they're horses and they're, they're living beings, they are very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the greatest, as- what I can bring in contribution is my ability to help them raise money. And that is, it's been what I've, I've done as a board member, but we have been recognized for our, our contributions to that and have had a, a charity fundraiser that's been running for seven, eight years straight in our community where we raise funds at a dinner on a monthly basis for different, like the food bank and the local arts and a lot of the local schools. And, and we, as I mentioned, our 
motto is to that we live here, we give back. You know, we live here, we work here, we get back here. We want to be very integral into the community, and and it just is amazing when I I see how the impact that has had over the years. Absolutely, you know, it's funny. I interviewed a girl on the show last year, the very first year that I started my podcast, and. Uh, she was a school teacher, and she thought, what in the world am I going to do if I, I'm home with my boys and I start raising my kids? And she started a community kind of neighborhood, uh, old town association, you know, and she watched how this transformed people around her. And so I love, as I think about your story and I, I think about, you know, people that I've connected to in the past and watching their journey and how impactful that is. You know, she's raising a young family, and she's learned that lesson so young in life and now is able to get involved in leadership training. And and so it's just amazing to watch how one person, your idea of saying, take that investment, right? Invest in yourself, invest in your community, and then you can really change the world. You can change how people identify with each other in your communities. It's amazing. Now you asked me where the ideas come from, and in many cases it just came from me being involved in other people's lives and in my community, and they would come to me. And I think the key aspect of that is to be open and welcoming to it because the times where I felt like I wasn't making an impact is when I wasn't being receptive. Mm -hmm. So I could have easily said, I remember (laughs) when I had that coffee with the, the, um, the, the program director, and she was like, and we want you to chair the gala. And I could have easily said, well, I've never even been to one of your galas. How could I possibly chair your gala, right? Mm-hmm. That would have been a very natural mm-hmm. statement. And I said, I, I would love to chair your gala, <laughs> and I will learn how to do it. I haven't done it yet, so I'm sure everybody here will help me. And they did because they were they were just so thrilled. And so that's where when people say, oh, well, you know, those opportunities come easy to you. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, actually <laughs> – I had never chaired their gala before. I didn't even been to one. So I was open to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is when you're, when you say, well, how, where do these ideas come from? They, they, I think they come to a lot of people mm-hmm. and there's some sort of either, um, I call it resistance because what I've discovered is what I resist persists. When I am getting into a, oh, I can't do that, I don't have enough time, <laughs> then that's when I'm like going, whoa, I need to flip this. <laughs> yep. That's when something because comes to you, right? Things. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's when somebody comes around the corner and says, no, I'm pulling you into this because you do need to be doing this. <laughs> Isn't that right? Isn't yes. that exactly what I, I look back on those times and I go, I could have easily shut that down. I, and I have shut things down before, and I look back and go, oh, I missed an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that if people are like going, okay, well, how do you know? If somebody's offering you something, then, then I, I take improv, and I've been taking it for about a year and a half. And one of the key principles of improv is yes and. Mm-hmm. So you take what is given, you receive it as a gift is big part of the group, the troop, or whatever. And then you build on that. And to say no or to say but mm-hmm. <laughs> is not, it's not conducive, right, for energy flow. 
It you, shuts it down. <laughs> and you watch everything that you begin to say and speak into that, right? Because <laughs> as you respond to people, you want to say, but that, and you don't. You, you begin to have a different language, right, with everybody around you. Absolutely. I have learned to say yes, and let's talk about this some more. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Karen, um, t- talk to me a little bit about your podcast, because I, uh, I have to be honest, I have not listened yet, but I can't wait to listen. Tell, you've started it about the same time that I did. Mine started in January of 2018. Uh, and I, I see your book and everything kind of came out at the same time. Talk to me about your passion on this podcast. Well, the book Real Estate Success Five Minutes a Day came out first. That was August of 2016, just celebrating third birthday. Mm-hmm. And as often happens, authors are invited to be guests on other podcasts. And I saw this amazing correlation on Amazon sales that I sold more books when I was on podcasts and I just had this epiphany. I've had a lot of epiphanies lately. I had this epiphany. Well, if I had a podcast, I could have amazing conversations. And so on my book's first birthday, it asked for a podcast for its birthday. So the podcast birthday is coming up in October of 2019. We'll be two years old. And the other aspect of all this coming to me was as a gift was that the book has a format And so I I was like, well, that's just amazing. I can have the podcast have the same format. The book itself is designed to be a daily reader and real estate agents and salespeople, entrepreneurs tend to be of the type where they are very um, like something new every day, like that shiny object, you know, mm-hmm. squirrel phenomenon. I don't know if you're familiar with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give you that. And the book's going to be written. So every day is different. And you're going to, that way, it'll it'll um, feed into that. My publisher said, yeah, but there has to be a structure. I mean, there's a way people who are successful like you achieve success. And it's not just random. And mm-hmm. I said, okay, yes, that's true. That's a very good <laughs> point. So the structure is commit to get leads. That is business development, prospecting, lead generation. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Then consult to sell is the lead is taken through a process in real estate. It's a transaction where somebody buys or sells a home. And there's in other endeavors like a dentist, say, for example, they clean teeth or they do x-rays or examine or whatever. Then what happens with many... Salespeople, entrepreneurs, they they get stuck kind of on a hamster wheel where they're only as good as their next deal. So they wake up and every day they do it like, okay, I'm going to work with this client and I get the client through and then, oh, I guess I'm going to do it over again. So there are principles that I call connect to build and grow. And those are create scale, they create systems, leverage, they create something that's more ongoing business enterprise. And then Success, thinking, activities, and vision, which we've been talking about, mm-hmm. right? Mindset, motivation surrounds it all. So the podcast follows that format. And I've been interviewing now almost 200 guests. Wow. And it's been quite a quite a journey, as you know. Mm-hmm. It's really the conversations are fascinating. They're <laughs> fabulous. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Well, I love how you took us through that and everything is designed kind of that connection is in the middle, right? That's kind of the meat of the sandwich. And if you can't connect and you can't really find out how to, you know, inspire somebody to say, hey, it's not just about this sale, right? It's about your life. It's about your process. It's about all the, the D's in your life, right? The changes, the diapers, the downsizing, everything from start to finish, you want to be included in that relationship. And so that's, that's really awesome that you can break it down, uh, you know, to that granular level to help people get through if they're interested in becoming in real estate or whatever it is, right? This is a process that you can learn uh, to, in anything that you're doing in your life. Yes, absolutely. That came out very quickly that these principles apply across a lot of industries and professions. I use the dentist as an example, but mm -hmm. I've also used ministers in a, as an example. Their <laughs> their lead generation is called evangelism, <laughs> and their consultant sales called conversion or membership, and and their connect to build and grow is the building campaign or setting up programs of you know for the youth and the you know all of the different. Um, groups in the church. And so er, these really are very core principles and there are, will be other books that'll come out that will be in the five minute success genre. And there's one book that's brought out of it and that's commit to get lead 66 day challenge because I had a lot of salespeople say, well, I just want to focus on lead generation. And so that's where the 66 day challenge came in to play. Well, we have so much to learn from you, Karen. I, I wish that we could connect live and maybe someday we now have a, uh, a new theme that we're coming out with, which is our Airstream podcast mobile studio that we're getting ready really? to release. And so maybe we get to Virginia, uh, we can have you live and I can meet you in person, which would be awesome. <laughs> that would be absolutely. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, that what would a creative be idea. really, really fun. But, um, but I thank you so much from my heart for coming on, sharing your story, connecting people to how to, you know, really live their life with success. All the things that you've done, I hope that we can, you know, connect people to your journey also to the five-minute success that everybody can use in their life. Well, I've enjoyed being on the podcast, and, and here's to your success. Thank you so much, Karen. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake with Everyday Leaders. I wanted to invite you to join my leadership class. It's Life Strategies 101 where I'm going to take you through the everyday 15 laws of growth. It's an amazing journey. It's 15 weeks with me as your personal coach. Join me, everydayleaders.com, and sign up today.